it's like we finally have a solution. Yeah. With all these podcasts, how does one keep up? What are you not glad you asked? Welcome to the week in podcasting. Thank you very much. Seth Everett, Al Riley, Jeff Adams. Seth Everett, Al Riley, Jeff Adams. Seth Everett, Al Riley, Jeff Adams. The week in podcasting. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this. It is uh, show number five of the week in podcasting. We're still got the A-team reunited again. Seth Everett, Val Riley, Jeff Adams. At least that's exactly how it sounds in the open, so that's exactly how we say it. And uh, we are here for another demonstration of the best that podcasts have to offer. We'll say, ladies first, good afternoon, Val. Hello, Seth. I've missed you. I, I, I you, you tweeted something that says we were battling and i <laughs> i've never had an argument with you i don't the only argument i ever had that with you was when true. i tried to wake you up at six in the morning to do a show that was it that was and, and that and that was from across a continent i've never had a crossword about you and but so well, we have we have debated a lot i would say oh healthy debate yes absolutely yeah, but actual arguments, I think I have a pretty high tolerance for you, which is saying something because, you know, it's show number five and I'm still here. That's, and so is Jeff, true. although we were worried last week. That's right. Jeff, Jeff uh, bailed. And here's the real question. Uh, we're not asking where you were. We're not asking what you were doing. All I want to know is, did you listen to episode four of the week in podcasting? I listened halfway through and I was li- listening because Jay said there was a fight. So I was scanning through it. <laughs> and then you know I was really mad that I couldn't be that I couldn't be on the show because we finally had a great topic that I could really put some great insight on on LeBron James and I didn't get to say anything. <laughs> That's right. That's right. How did we do without you? <laughs> no comment. All right. Crickets. Well, it is basketball season, so we'll hope we'll get uh, some more basketball uh, submissions, some more sports submissions. We do have some interesting sports ones. We'll get to that in a second. Our mission statement, if this is the first show you're hearing, we recommend that you go back and listen to the other ones. The other ones are pretty good. Um, The mission statement for the show is to expose the listening audience to the many different choices they have in podcasting. That's the, the, the reason why we got into this gig. That's why we believe in it. I'm a big believer in podcasts. I think you guys are too. That's why we're on par with this. The the whole idea that there's never going to be too many podcasts. I just this is the, the the first thing I wanted to bring up. I don't think that you can have too many and I don't think that shows are competing against each other. It's not a contest who's going to get the most listeners. Besides, Serial won that anyway. It's not going to be that. But I just think the idea that this is a la carte audio, a la carte viewing, listening, whatever podcast you happen to choose, I think that's where the future of radio is going, let alone the future of podcast. Well, I agree. I mean, look at all the, you know, crap that's on TV and people kind of choose what appeals to them. I think it's the same thing in the podcasting world. And I like to think of us as like the talk soup of podcasting. Yes. You know, we bring the best to you. We're suggesting podcasts that we think that you should listen to because we liked them for whatever reason. Right. That's right. And for the second week in a row, 
and we're hoping uh, well we're we're just assuming because we have more submissions that we know what to do with uh Yay! we're assuming that we're never going to have to fish for for podcasts we will admit that episodes one i think in two we we had to find podcasts that we liked that we wanted to showcase because we had to get the word out i think we had done two before one was even published so i, I think there was a reason for all of that but the uh, the email address is working the week in podcasting at gmail.com that's the week in podcasting all one word at gmail.com we try to feature three shows per episode of the week in podcasting today on the show we're going to feature shows called hollywood hookups trivial warfare and the thriving entrepreneur i am going to feel bad about myself after the third one <laughs> <laughs> me too I think that you'll get some good tips. You'll feel better afterwards. That's what I need. I need tips. All right. Um, before we get to our first clip, I want to just give you an example of what we receive in the email. Uh, this is a perfect example. We wanted to give a shout out to this guy. Kevin wrote us and said he'd like to submit a podcast for your show. Matters of State is a podcast I started with some friends to cover underreported but important and interesting issues happening around the world. We're all graduate students or young people in the field, and we try to approach topics that we're not experts on. Instead, we research a new topic every week and explore it together. You can check it out at mattersofstate.org or on iTunes. Keep up the great work, Kevin. That is exactly it. We got this submission after we had found our three for this week, but we were so touched by your email. We wanted to make sure you got a, a mention on the show because that's exactly what the whole idea behind this podcast was. Yeah, I love the idea that they're young and that they take a topic and they learn about it, right? Sorry, I, I used to do this blog called Socialite Speaking Points where I would take like a really complicated topic like Syria and break it down to like less than 300 words, what you need to know to sound smart at a cocktail party. <laughs> oh, it's and right I here. It. Yeah. I can check out Socialite Speaking Points. I'm, I'm watching this. <laughs> the kids are just all right. <laughs> oh, it's old. Is it still alive? You posted, I mean, it, I... you posted it on October 7th, 2011. <laughs> yeah. Long time ago. I haven't done it a long time. I didn't even know it still exists. Jeff, we can read this on, you know, on our commute home here. Nice. <laughs> Please don't read your commute home unless you're not driving. Oh, I take a train. So <laughs> there you go. I didn't Don't you work from really. home? You have a little choo-choo train that going around your office from your office to your kitchen or something? Yes. I mean, you yes, work from a, home. It's a Thomas the train. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like silver spoons. You know, like that, <laughs> that goes through your house. I love You're that. Like, okay. I'm done at work today. Let me get in my commute. <laughs> I love, I love <laughs> and that. And you take your little choo-choo train to the kitchen. And now, you're like, honey, I'm home. <laughs> a demonstration about how my brain works. I heard you say Silver Spoon. I immediately thought of great 80s sitcoms. Reminded me of, a, of an article I saw in Entertainment Weekly about the reunion of the Family Ties crew. And it reminded me to bring up, did you see what Pepsi is doing yes. about uh, the movie Back to the Future? Jeff, did you see this? Yes, I did. They're doing Pepsi free? Oh, no, no, not Pepsi free. Pepsi forever. And it's the bottle that Michael J. Fox was was drinking in the future in Back to the Future 2. Because the future of Back to the Future is like this year, right? This Isn't year. it like a month 20, from now? 2015. That's right. Where's my yeah. hoverboard? Where is the hoverboard? <laughs> but they have those now. They have those things that people are like going around on. Can you imagine? I love I love all the blogs. There's a million blogs about what 
was in that movie that's not in existence and what is in existence. And I yeah. always say that if I could time travel, I just want to bring my iPhone with me. <laughs> I know, I, no, I know I couldn't, I know I couldn't use the internet because the internet wouldn't exist, but I want to go back to when I was like in il- either elementary school or junior high. I want to go back and I want my iPhone with, if I have my iPhone, I'll feel like a superhero. Well, okay. But what are you going to do on your iPhone in the, past I don't know. besides I, like make phone calls and take pictures i know what I he's gonna make do phone calls there's no cellular like there's no yeah there, there's no internet so there's no do i don't know i i know i know what you would just, do you would just look like a crazy person holding up this little right. rectangular thing and say you can't imagine the stuff that this could do <laughs> and they'll be like you're right you're crazy seth would take his <laughs> iphone back with him he would download his own podcast and go look kid this is you this is what you're going to do. Right. Oh, yeah, in the future. Look, kid. <laughs> Marty McFly style. Right, right. And, and by the way, the Cubs don't win in 2015, although they might. They might if they win. All right, uh, let's get to our first clip. Let's introduce <laughs> us ourselves to Hollywood hookups and breakups. Radio personality Cooper Lawrence and Bravo TV star Vicki Ziegler have a shocking interview with Sammy the Bull's daughter, Karen Gravano, where she talks about her dad murdering people. Now, the show covers relationships of all kinds. Vicky is an attorney. Cooper is a psychologist. So we get asked to comment on TV a lot. This is their chance to talk for more than two minutes about hot topics in the world of celebrity. The clip we are going to hear, Karen Gravano, during her recent visit with her father, Sammy the Bull, her nephew asks her if he ever murdered anyone and he answered. My nephew, when I had taken him, he didn't see my father in years. So we were driving to see him. And my nephew was like, did Grandpa ever murder anyone? And I was like, you know, I, I think that you should ask him that question. Because that's not my place to right. tell the kids that. You know, if they ask me what they read on the internet and stuff, I can basically tell them. But I always refer those kind of things to my father. And, you know, the second we got in, I could tell my nephew was all nervous. And he's looking at my father, and I said, Dad, Nicholas wants to ask you something. And I was nervous to even say it. And my father's like, what? I said, he wants to know if you ever murdered someone. Mm. And uh, my father was like, here, Nick, let me explain. Just sat there that whole afternoon. You know, prison, I don't know if you guys were ever on prison business, and hopefully you never have to be or ever were. But they're not the, the funnest thing. And you sit there for hours and hours and hours. But that was probably one of the... It was so long that day, but it felt like the quickest because my father explained everything because my daughter was there, my nephew, from soup to nuts. Like, hmm. he explained to us what the mafia was, what it meant, what it stood for, how it started, why he got involved, what his beliefs were. You know, even when it comes to murder, why, why that happened. Why did murder happen? Oh, my God. I... I, I knew when we were going to hear this clip, we were going to hear things like, what do you do when the kid says, did grandpa murder somebody? <laughs> how, how how do you answer that? So I am not going to. Um, I want to be careful what I say here because I am scared of Sammy the Bull. <laughs> okay. But I I question, like, if you're bringing your kid and your nephew to prison and you're asking him about murder. And I thought it was funny that she said the nephew wanted to know. And then she ended up asking the question. Right. But, and then he's talking about it and it sounds from this story that he's not 
he doesn't have any remorse about, you know, what he did in the mafia, or he's not even saying like, you know, I did this, but you shouldn't like, I, I question that approach when you're talking to, you know, the youth of the next generation about murder, (laughs) whether you should include some sort of like, you know, I did this, but you shouldn't. doesn't sound like he did that at all. But again, no judgment, Sammy, the bull. I'm a, I'm a fan. (laughs) <laughs> this I, this really intrigued me this uh this podcast I, i'm gonna download the whole thing because uh, you know i used to work in the music industry for, uh, for those that don't know I, I knew this i'm not gonna say the names obviously for apparent reasons but someone's dad passed away and they were always into money they were very wealthy but on the guy's deathbed he told his sons basically all this money's dirty money it was mafia money i was like what you know someone on their deathbed said that to their sons and I said, what are you going to do with the money? He goes, I'm obviously going to just keep the money. We didn't know. It's crazy. That stuff just fascinates me for some reason. It's scary, but at the same time, it's just, I'm fascinated with that stuff. Just good old fashioned mafia story. It's pretty, it's pretty fascinating. Um, My interaction with the mafia, I'm also choosing my words very carefully. Uh, (laughs) There was a gentleman from a crime family that spoke to ballplayers to uh, deter them from the allures of gambling and just to kind of warn them that that's not the direction you want to go. I couldn't remember my, first of all, your heart beats out of your chest when you hear these stories. Yeah. But I met a former captain of a crime. I talked to him. I interviewed him. (laughs) I I remember, I, I remember he wanted to know if there was an archive of the interview and he emailed me and I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's a scary proposition, but to imagine that you find out that your kids are involved in something like that, um, really does scare you. I, I always wonder what it's going to be like when, you know, my kids realize what we do for a living. You know what I mean? Like it's not the typical banker type, you know, it's not, it's not the traditional job. Are they going to think that's great? Are they going to think that's not great? Like, you wonder what that's going to be like. Well, imagine that on a different scale. Imagine finding out that your grandfather is Sammy the Bull. Right. Grandpappy? I know. Did you do podcast? And you have to answer for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, you know, this podcast, Hollywood Hookups and Breakups, what I like about it is, like, they take something, like their description says, something small. Like, that would have been a little snippet on Bravo, and they expand it into, like, a long, you know, 45-minute show or whatever, where they really, like, get into the details of it. And they have some really good guests. Like, I was looking at their site, because I was like, who else have they interviewed? And they interviewed Bonnie Fuller, who's the editor-in-chief of Us Weekly, but she was Cosmo and Glamour and Marie Claire before that. And Alyssa Milano, which I feel like every guy that I grew up with would like love to listen to that (laughs) podcast because everyone's still in love with Alyssa Milano from their childhood. I mean, they get really good guests. Sounds like a good podcast. (laughs) You want to hear a good Alyssa Milano story? Uh, Sure. Yes. I met Alyssa Milano and she is very active in sports. Uh, She has her her sports line and she would come on our show to promote it all the time. So we'd had her on. I was at the old Yankee Stadium. I want to say this is 2005 or 2006. She came up to me and said, hey, how's it going? And she just, and I was like, oh, my God, Alyssa Milano knows me. And then she goes, I read your stuff all the time. I don't write anything. (laughs) (laughs) What did you say? Did you correct her? Did you just like go? Yeah, cool. 
Thanks so yeah. much. <laughs> That's totally what I would have done. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find Hollywood Hookups and Breakups at blogtalkradio.com uh, slash Hollywood Hookups and Breakups. And uh, they do a new show every Wednesday. So you can check them out whenever you're listening to this show. They might have just released another new show uh, by then. All right. On to Trivial Warfare. Dun, dun, dun. Um, supposedly we are being recommended to be on Trivial War- Warfare. So let's listen to the clip because we might have to uh, uh, ha- have, have to uh, parlay in uh, Mr. Jonathan Oaks. Uh, he is one of the hosts of Trivial Warfare. The others are Ben Chris. Uh, ben asks the questions in this clip while Chris and Jonathan are competing. Trivial Warfare is a podcast focused on recreating the experience of playing trivia at a bar with your friend. In this clip, Chris and Jonathan indicated that they didn't need any time to think about the answer, but they gave different answers. The first question about Inspector Gadget sets up the goop. Dr. Claw and the forces of MAD were constantly being bested by awesome. what animated detective, or at least by the detective's niece and her dog. dun 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 dun, dun. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So they want the detectors. detectors No, I know. I was about to say the wrong answer until you gave the end of the clue. Uh, Really? I I want to know what answer you were going to give. At first, should should we do three, two, one, and you can talk about it? Sure, sure, sure. All right, three, two, one. Inspector Inspector Gadget. That's correct. The whole question, I was thinking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because you said the hand or the claw or whatever, and they were like the foot, and yes. I was just, yeah. I was getting yeah. in shredder. Yeah, and then right. you said his niece and dog, and yeah. I was like, Penny well, and that ain't the freaking Teenage Mutant <laughs> Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. What is he asking here? Yep, Penny and Brain. Yeah, and then at the end of the episode, it's next time, Gadget, next time. Yeah. Wow. wow. If I was Dr. Dr. Claw's voice, I would be eating the lozenges like nobody's business. I, f- I forget the name of that cat. That cat had a name. It was was, like, was Dr. Claw a black guy? We don't know. All you probably, saw was the claw. Probably cat. All you saw was the cat. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because all you that saw was, was his claw. That was fantastic. <laughs> that Yeah, that's a show note for sure. Actually, just ask name asking for the name of the dog is a great trivia question. I always wanted to have the book that Penny had that was the computer. Oh, that book was amazing. I know, right? I actually would cr- I would get like notebook paper and create my own one just so I had a book. <laughs> I'd be like typing in it and everything like that. You guys remember this show like way better than I do. Oh, I loved it's it. A great childhood memory for yeah, me. Absolutely. Dude, uh, Gadget's car alone. It, 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 you can have it the short little car, the sports car, or it can bam, bust out to the... Uh, I'd never the, uh, understand why you use a van. I would always have I don't think you ever used it either. Did you ever... I never I remember seeing it on... I just saw it in the credits of the show, but never actually in the show. No. Go, Gadget, go! <laughs> so, okay, so it went from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to Inspector Gadget. Yep. Thanks. Thank goodness to that last uh, part of the question. Well, you starting to hum the theme song also uh, sent up a red flag. That sucked. Well, <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> you, he didn't even finish the question, and you were like, da 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 da. You know what? Though that would have been really funny had y'all done three, two, one, and not said the same thing. Yeah, that would have been awesome. All right. So your second question in round six is an entertainment. Okie dokie. They can make him stronger, faster, better than he was. What popular name was applied to the rebuilt Alex Murphy? You want to do it together? Sure. Three, three, two, two one. Robocop. Six million dollar man? 
Oh no, it's the first time. It's, I just I prophesied it like it's, three minutes uh, ago. The first time we've ever done a three, two, one, and not had the same answer. <laughs> I think he's right too. I think Chris. The is only right, reason why I didn't I'm go with the six million it. dollar man was because I think his name was Steve. It was Steve. Uh, was uh, Steve Austin? Austin. Yeah, yeah, right. And but uh, but Alex Murphy was RoboCop. I should have thought longer. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the answer, man, <laughs> is RoboCop. Yeah. Yes, I finally uh, caught up a little bit. I feel sheepish. I think that means Jonathan's guaranteed to lose this game now. <laughs> oh, I just, really? He's like up by 40. I'm going to say not so fast, my That's, friend. Oh, Lee Corso, the, you're behind. Yeah, the momentum has shifted. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> I, if wishes could be true, but I doubt it right oh. now. I still got a mountain to climb. Oh, oh, and his man. name is John. Well, you enjoyed that. That was funny. Because <laughs> I just said it like five minutes ago. I know. Oh, that's that was the first for oh. us too. That was the first time it's ever happened. Yeah. Hey, where do I begin? Uh, first of all, the voice of Doctor Claw. They had a great uh, impression. That is Frank Welker. That is the um, the famous Frank Welker. He was uh, Fred on Scooby Doo. He was Megatron on the Transformers. He is an iconic uh, voice actor. Uh, Frank Welker was Dr. Claw, and that voice was the exact same voice. Jeff's going to remember this. Val, you're going to laugh at me. He was Darkseid in the original Super Friends. Oh, yeah. Frank Frank Welker, it's the same voice. That's the, the Dr. Claw and Darkseid are the same voice. I got it from his impression. <laughs> so fast I knew. Um, hey, Seth, that is such a golden nugget of trivia that you just pulled out of your hat that I don't think that I will play trivia against I know. you ever. And um, you scare me. So I Googled Frank Welker, right? And, and I found out that in the Inspector Gadget cast, I, I want to try to incorporate Val into the show. Don Adams, uh, Get Smart himself, was Inspector Gadget. But Penny, the, the girl who had the little book that was a computer, was Cree Summer. Cree Summer, a fantastic voice actress. She has been in a ton of things, but she was also known as Freddie on the NBC sitcom A Different World. Really? Please tell me. Please tell me you remember Freddie. Yes. Fre- she, Cree Summer, first of all, Cree Summer, she's been connected to Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Uh, she's worked with him and all kinds of things. She's a, a voice actress. She was, I know her because she's been in a million superhero shows, but Cree Summer is this voice actress. She was Penny, an inspector gadget. Don Adams was, was the inspector and Frank Welker was Dr. Claw. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, Don Adams was originally get smart, wasn't he in the sixties? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yes. No, but as far as uh, Frank Welker was, he was in transformers. He was in the super, I mean, he was in everything. Frank Welker, um, he's just, now he has assumed because the original voice of Scooby-Doo passed away, he has assumed the voice of Scooby-Doo. So he's he's the current Scooby-Doo, you could say. It's not that good. Seth, if I may bring it back to the podcast at hand, the Trivial Warfare. You did not, I thank you for your unfounded assumptions, but you didn't have to try extra hard to bring me in on this one because I was obsessed with Inspector Gadget. Get out of here. And I actually had to look these guys up, Chris and Jonathan, to make sure that like they didn't grow up playing in my backyard with me because I used to be Penny. Like I would take a fancy book off the shelf, I, like an encyclopedia. It was probably like an encyclopedia, right? Remember those? Oh yeah. <laughs> like I take one no and book. I throw them around.
around my backyard and I was Penny and I would like beep, beep, beep into the book. Like it was my computer and I had this sweet dog that was perfectly happy to play brain. And like together we go around my backyard, like solving problems. I totally like play Penny all the time growing up. So I actually knew this. Yeah, I actually knew this one. This is probably like the one answer I could have answered in their whole quiz show. Oh, wow. That is (laughs) That is something I would have bet a million dollars. I didn't know that. That I'm is that's fantastic. Yes, Cree <laughs> Summer. Cree Summer was and Penny. I have to say, generally speaking, I I used to think that I was good at trivia, like you know, Trivial Pursuit, or like there was that uh, DVD you could play for a while that was super fun. Do you remember what it was called? Like Shout About Movies or something? That was so fun. Did you guys ever play that? But then they stopped making them. And like, once you've played it, you know the answers. Anyway, it was really fun. (laughs) But I've realized recently that my confidence in the ability to do trivia might have been misplaced. (laughs) (laughs) We were in Tahoe recently. We had another couple and their family up with us. And so, you know, the kids went to bed and there was a trivia game on the Wii. And so we were playing trivia and I got smoked like I was so bad so I blame like being a mom because I think I I think there is a thing like mommy brain where like you just don't retain information the same way that you used to at least for me and also obviously we had harder questions and they cheated because it was it was boys against girls so they obviously cheated and that's why we didn't win but I can't say that I was great. Theoretically, the old me would have absolutely challenged you to uh, trivial warfare. But the new me is a little hesitant. What do you think? Are you good at trivia? I think you are. I'm good at useless trivia. Like, like Frank Welker, I would know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to try it. I, I, I'll definitely try it. Uh, by the way, you can find their podcast. Uh, the best place to find them is at uh, their website, uh, trivialwarfare.com. You'll see episode summaries, their show notes, all their topics, and the growing list of uh, friends that they have on the show. And they have three more, no question about it. Jeff, are you a trivia buff? Yeah, to a certain degree, but I wouldn't play like Val against you in trivia. There's no freaking way. You know everything about trivia, just like when I posted on Facebook about Gotham, you had your two cents about it. Yes. Seth chimes yes. in and goes, I need to talk to you about it. I'm just like, oh, geez, what's he going to say? Because you, know <laughs> you, you know everything about these superhero stuff, man. You want to do, you want to do what, 30 seconds, 60? Give me 30 or 60. Tell me what you want 30. about Gotham. 30. Go. Now? 30, 30 seconds, right now. <laughs> okay, I'm going to yeah. go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Gotham tries really hard. My whole thing is if it's a prequel and it's before Batman, Keep the Waynes alive. Huh. Keep the Waynes alive for a season, half a season. Make it your season finale. Don't kill them in the pilot. Because what you did by telling them, by killing them in the pilot, you told a Batman story that I know already. If you keep the Waynes alive, we know they're going to get killed. We know what Bruce Wayne become. Let him become that. Meet him as happy Bruce. Meet the Waynes and actually care about. Kill the Waynes then. Now you have brooding future Batman. Okay, I'm playing your out music. That was like exactly 30 seconds, I think. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Pretty good. Pretty, not, pretty good. Not my first. It's a, it, to me, that's the, it's, it's just, it's a good, it, they're trying really hard. It's just flawed. It's just, it's ridiculously flawed. That's why I'm never playing Trivial Warfare with you. When you're on that show, I'm not going on that show. I have to do a separate show because you're just intimidating. You know everything. <laughs> you know who else can be flawed? Entrepreneurs. 
That's right. Uh, and who are the thriving <laughs> entrepreneurs? Steve Kidd. And the per- person that you'll also hear in this clip that has been submitted, the guest is Nafisa Shireen, thriving entrepreneur with uh, host Steve Kidd. His, Steve is a third-generation minister and business coach who has actually been selling since he was five years old. His show will help you break through barriers that are keeping you and your business stuck or plateaued. Listen in as Steve and his guest of successful entrepreneurs from around the world help you reframe obstacles into exciting possibilities so you can take that leap of faith and discover the thriving entrepreneur in you. In this particular clip, there's tips to having a profitable life within a profitable business. That is his business serving him. Something that they could do like right now today or at the very least this week that would help them have a more profitable business, meaning having a more headed towards the lifestyle they want profitability in their business. Okay, well, the first thing I'm going to ask them to do, and this is the very first thing all of my clients have to do when they sign on with me, is I want them to take about half an hour, set a timer, and just write down what their ideal day looks like from the time they get up till the time they go to bed. And that includes family time, personal time, business time, you know, what you're doing, who you're with, the things that you're surrounded by, just that day. It's really important. It gets you really thinking about the direction you want to go. The next thing I'm, I'm going to say, and we didn't really touch on this in the, the interview, but it is an important thing, is to set a date with yourself once a week to look at your numbers. <laughs> it's not the fun part of the lifestyle, but I tell you what's fun, having enough money to do everything you want. So take that date and look where they are and then ask yourself, this is just information, it's not a judgment piece, but that number is the most powerful information you can ever have. Ask yourself these questions. Am I making enough to have the life I want? What is this number telling me about how I'm spending my time? What are these numbers telling me about the type of clients I have and what I'm doing in my business? So that they really tell you that so that you can kind of look at, are there any changes you need to make when you look at that? Do I need to change who I'm with? Do I need to change my mentor? Do I need different clients? Do I need to spend more focused time in, you know, in client work? Do I need to spend more time for myself? Right? All of those questions. So I think those are the most important things that they, they could do right now to help them start thinking about the the bigger picture. I like that so much because I think that whole bit of knowing what life you want and then how do I actually get there and is the business I'm doing it or the way I'm doing my business even really serving me? If you want to travel the world, if that's one of your goals, um, then maybe rather than doing virtual telesummits, you really need to get yourself out there and do more speaking because if you've got to travel to the other side of the United States or to another country to do a speaking guess what? You also get to travel and you can put a couple of days in there for, you know, fun to visit the Eiffel Tower, or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that as well. Exactly. There's only one question that I would love to ask a follow up to this. And so I'm going to ask it to you guys because you might know the answer. You're supposed to set aside time for every week to look at your numbers and see if they're affording you the opportunity to live the life that you want to live. What if the answer is no? What if you go and look every week and you can't get the numbers to where you want are you saying that like how do you know when to bail it's not quitting it's trying to save your life and your in your business is not hitting a number that you want when do you bail mm. well i think what she's saying is it's it's not it's not a simple 
math problem when you're looking at the numbers. Like, I think what she's saying is analyze the numbers. And, you know, if you're not getting the income that you want, you know, based on the lifestyle that you've decided for yourself, then, you know, how can you change these things? Do you need a different mentor? Do you need to be introduced to different people? Do you have to start, you know, where is the money coming from? Should you do more of that? Um, You know, I think she's saying analyze it. Take the time to analyze it every week so you stay on top of your goals. I want to know what I want to know what this entrepreneur thing my question is it seems that they're constantly speaking they're public speaking and they're doing podcasts all the time so where do you find time to make the money right that's what I want to know am I doing something wrong here help me no there's a there's a guy I I I highly recommend looking this guy up uh on Twitter he's at Gary V uh V-E-E uh his name is Gary Vaynerchuk he's a New York Times bestseller um and he's a he's a buddy he he's a his, his wife and my wife went to college together. And I, I met this guy, Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, and what he is, is he's a professional entrepreneur. He starts business. He's written two New York Times bestsellers. And it's it, it's the same question. I just think that for the, like, you're, you're talking about a small business owner, right? We, we've had this conversation before. Yeah. So the guy, say, you know, Mary and Jane open up a shoe store, right? They, have, they sell uh, women's shoes, right? They open up women's shoes. Now, every week, they're supposed to sit, according to this advice, they're supposed to sit and say, is this business providing us with what we need to live uh, the lifestyle that we're looking for? If the answer for two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, four weeks in a row is no, and you can't grow the business, what do you do? Well, yeah. I mean, at some point, if you're analyzing the numbers every week and you're trying everything that you can try, I mean, at some point, the numbers speak for themselves and you have to either, you know. Right get an outside but, investment but or but, close your but, doors. But would you say, but would you say then don't check every week or I, I'm not telling them they're wrong. I'm debating this. You know what I'm saying? Would you say check every month? No, I, I mean, I, not checking every week. Hurting, if your numbers are hurting, do you want to know that every week? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that you can be ignorant to the numbers and be a successful entrepreneur. <laughs> but what I will say is that, you know, Steve Kidd, the host of this podcast, um, is a business coach and a minister. And I think the the benefit of listening to a podcast like this is like for a busy entrepreneur, you might not take the time to say like, go to therapy or talk to a business coach, but uh, listening to a podcast like this while you're driving or taking a walk or whatever it is you're doing kind of right. gets you thinking about these ideas that maybe you wouldn't have stopped to take the time to think think of like on your own, but because this podcast is bringing them up for you, now it's, you know, a thought in your head and it kind of starts the process for you. And I think that's the beauty of listening to a podcast like this is it kind of starts that dialogue that you might not have taken the time to think of on your own. Fine. No, you can, you can find this podcast, by the way, blogtalkradio.com slash my show or on iTunes or on their website, wehelpyouthrive.com slash radio. Uh, It's an interesting thing. All I'm saying is it doesn't make me want to listen less it makes me want to debate them i want i'm going to find out if they have twitter and i'm asking them the question well that's yeah that's a that's a good entrepreneur for you right like you you know how your mind works and how you want it to go and i think her advice is sound that you should stay on top of the numbers but i also really liked her advice of what is your ideal day look like like i kind of want to ask that to everyone i know in their job right now whether an entrepreneur or not are you living what you want your ideal 
day to be. Like, I can actually say that I kind of am, which I didn't actually think of until I heard her say that. And I was like, you know what? I'm pretty happy with how my day goes <laughs> with the little work that I do and the little. <laughs> you play trivia games at night. <laughs> it's it's I, I'm happy. Seth, I was going to ask you when you tweet them, do me a favor, ask them a question. How do I monetize going to the bathroom and eating? I want to figure that out. You think they could figure that out for me? <laughs> Jeff, I feel like you're obsessed with your bathroom time. <laughs> well, well, no, no it, 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 you brought up something, though, because uh, the great uh, and talented Aisha Tyler uh, does a podcast, uh, uh, Girl on Guy. It's, it's, it's a fantastic podcast. And yeah. she had the kid, Grant Gustin, who is the Flash. Kid from Glee. He'd been on the new, the revived uh, 90210 and this is his second season. He's about to start his second season on The Flash. And they're talking about the grueling schedule that it must be to be in every scene of an action show with special effects. And he wears that outfit all the time. Like, that's that's grueling physically. Yeah. And he talks about, he all he talked about is how he takes Epsom salt bath with his iPad with scripts, and he's got a TV watching Netflix of other things so he can, you know, like he multitasks in the bath. All I said when I heard, I was driving home last night and I heard this on a podcast, all I said was, this is what Jeff Adams wants his life to be. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. How do you use an iPad in the bath? I don't get that. I don't know. I, I, I want it, like, can you place it? So, like, do you have, a, like, a ledge like a, that you can... your fingers wet? Maybe, yeah. Maybe the Epsom salts are just for his body, and then he keeps his fingers dry. I don't know. I don't know. The logistics. Yes. These are... yeah, you'll have to let us know. Yeah, I know you're going to do it later. I will. let us know. Oh, I'll be, uh, I'll definitely be tweeting the thriving entrepreneur. Uh, once again, <laughs> if, you're, if you're wondering, how do I get my podcast? If you're listening to this and you're saying, I have a podcast. This is better. My podcasts are better than these people. That's you're probably right. <laughs> Send us an email with your submission. The week in podcasting. <laughs> Let us know what what you want us to promote. We we sift through these. We get a lot of submissions. Oh, look, we're not getting hundreds of submissions. We get a good handful of submissions, and we choose the ones. I want to also mention there's a great podcast that I've now heard two episodes. They do a Patriots post game show. I just. We, we haven't found the way to put the Patriots postgame show in and not do a Dallas Cowboys postgame show and a San Francisco 49ers postgame show and a New York Giants and a Seattle Seahawks. I, but I want to give them the note. I think their podcast is great. I hate your football team. I love your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never. <laughs> How do you really uh, feel? On that note, the weekend podcasting at gmail.com. Send it to us and uh, we will submit. Once again, for Val Riley and Jeff Adams, I'm Seth Everett. For my podcast, I have three of them that I'm very proud of. Very funny thing happened. They're talking about, would you like to do a promo of one of your shows? I said, how do you pick between one of your children? Um, three podcasts. <laughs> it's the baseball playoffs. So I have an exciting baseball podcast called The Diamond. Uh, we've had some amazing guests. There was a Yogi Berra tribute. Uh, there's a Latroy Hawkins interview with David Price of the Toronto Blue Jays, like big names on the Diamond podcast. There are also, I have Sports with Friends. There's a new podcast coming out about that one and gambling with the daily fantasy controversy, the insider trading controversy of FanDuel and DraftKings. We have a very insightful podcast coming on that. And then there's Hall of Justice with New York Comic Con. They're doing New York Comic Con and it should be a lot of fun. We'll get some reaction from that as well. So those are my three podcasts. Jeff has some 
and Val tweets a lot. She tweets very interesting things. Yes. Well, and apparently I have a four-year-old uh, blog that I need to do something about. Yes, that's that you still found on the, the internet. internet. That's still on the internet. <laughs> you are, are so gonna... disappointed. You are so disappointed in my social media presence. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm on Twitter at Val Riley, and I do this podcast. That is my. I'm living my ideal day, guys. Like the thriving entrepreneur said. <laughs> I love your blog. I, I love. Yeah. I love the fact that you. The last blog you did was about nine hundred two one zero. Um, and it was fantastic. No, I did The first one. The first one. Yeah. She wanted to know why Brenda's, when's Brenda coming back? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are awesome. I gotta go. I gotta go get my book, my computer book and my brain dog. Go do some yeah. pretend play. And Jeff, what podcast are you, what, tell me about the Jeff Adams show. The Jeff Adams show. I did a show, uh, a week and a half ago, very transparent. It's a manly man show. I let it all out and vented some frustrations. I think it was the most really down the earth show I've ever done. Uh, it's very transparent, but I think a lot of men go through these problems in life. They hit a midlife crisis and they don't really talk about it. So I kind of talked about it for a good 20 minutes, but I, I had no host. I had no, I wasn't interviewing anybody. It was just, just me and a microphone. So it was one of my favorite episodes I ever did. And I have other podcasts, but I don't think I can talk about the other podcast because it's like a conflict of interest. So I can't really talk about it. So just Google Jeff Adams. Exactly. <laughs> Damn, end it right there. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, the week in podcasting at gmail.com. Send it to us and uh, we will submit. Uh, Val, Jeff, it's been great as always. We survived show five. We'll see you on show six. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Peace out. Send in your suggestions for shows you would like us to cover at the week in podcasting at gmail.com. That's the week in podcasting at gmail.com.